Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by first-time guest, but I'm sure it won't be the last. He is an actor and comedian, Chris Forbes. He's got a new show about heading off to the States. He's a, he's a Scottish person, but he went off to the States to go and play basketball, to try his hand at high school basketball, a Charlie. Full, a full high school experience, yeah. he said. Brilliant. Like, like in Back to the Future or something. Yeah, it did sound a bit like that. Um, also, uh, we chatted to Rupert and Lizzie because we brought yeah. you live racing from Glorious Goodwood. And in and the there studio was, was, uh, 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 Blake, was Harrison. Blake Harrison. That's it. That's who he was. From the in-betweeners, Paul. We didn't talk much about that, though. We didn't. And World on Fire. And he loves his MMA. He told us all about that. So that should keep you going. Here it is. Seven minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. Sorry if I sound a bit uh, odder than usual. I know I've got a slightly... Uh, You've been to the dentist. Odd... been to the dentist this morning. I thought it might have worn off by now, but I'm so tough. I'm such a tough guy. Oh, yeah, you are tough. That they have to uh, give me two injections really? into my ear because it never takes. And once, the dentist went straight in just with zzz, with, the, wow. with the drill and I literally jumped out of the chair. So I have to make so sure... So you have to have, you have, to have Double injections. Double injections, that's really? It, what is it? it? You've got it. a kind of desperate Dan-like jaw. Just hard. Nothing can penetrate like no. a rhino's hide. Just hard, Paul. Just really? a hard guy. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, if you are a guy, you wouldn't have any uh, injections. Well, would you just you know, get on with it? Exa- exactly. I suppose using double means I'm a bit weaker. You've got a cup usual. of tea there, so I mean, yeah. is it all going to run down your face where you attempt to drink it? Have <laughs> you seen the Princess Bride and they take that thing and yeah. it's sort of like, <laughs> it's a little bit like that as it goes it could along. Be, could be very good. What a, I know we're going to talk about it in a minute to yeah. Melinda Paul, but what a series of cricket. Sensational, There is, there is no greater game. It was. It was. Then yeah. test, when Test cricket is played like that, like yeah. it, I, I will say, as England have driven that on, yeah. we're in that spirit, and the way they played, and every single session, every single ball had something on it. It was so exciting, just brilliant, brilliant sport. Well, exactly what you want from sport. I mean, even Andy was forced to say as he left yesterday that you know it doesn't look like it's going to go England's way. This, but you know, I've given up trying to predict what's going to happen in this tournament. We're chatting to Harmy. But just before we left at four o'clock yesterday, and what happens? Yeah. The wickets tumble and England win. Fantastic. You know, remember the great bit of commentary, the barest of margins, the yeah. barest of margins. That's what it was all about. The whole series was about yeah. the barest of margins. And yesterday... And some rain in Alley, Manchester. And rain in Manchester. That was so annoying, wasn't it? But, <laughs> well, oh, I just, I just absolutely 
loved it. We'll get an Aussie perspective on it because Melinda Farrell came and saw us just after the World Test Championship, just before she set off on the odyssey around the country following Australia, reporting on them for uh, ESPN Crick Info. But um, we'll catch up with her today. She's back in London. She's going to pop in and see us and we'll round up the series from an Aussie point of view. It'll be interesting to get an Aussie take on it. I can imagine, I mean, Mm. I don't know, I can imagine being 2-0 up, being... Basically hammered in Manchester, you know. Yeah. Look, we we're going to sound like whinging pumps, but being two two nil up mm. and drawing two all should have lost three two. Yeah. To be honest, if we'd made better decisions and better choices in the in the first two two tests, it mm. could have easily been five nil. And yeah. I think they'll know that it wasn't. It was two all, and they retained the Ashes and well yeah, done. Yeah, and they're world but, test champions, and they are, and they are. So you know, you got to but you got to look at the way we played and. But also, we seem to have people coming through as well. Yeah. That, that doesn't feel like we are there, and that's the end of it. No. I heard someone saying yesterday that, you know, uh, Steve Harmison was saying mm. yesterday that, you know, that's like I, the iPhone 1. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> version yeah. of, of Basball, you know, and it'll move on and on and on and, and where it can go. Surely that's it. Like you look at Brazil, how Brazil play football, yeah. and you go, well, we know what to expect from them. Surely that's just how we play cricket from now on. Well, you'd, I would think so. You'd under, hope so, wouldn't you? Under McCullum and, uh, and Stokes, certainly. Yeah. And the sort of players that they bring in to play it will be expected to play it in the same way. But we'll get uh, Mel's take on that when she joins us. Aaron Ramsey's going to join us back at Cardiff after all those years. Mm. He's lads at the club, isn't he? He's lads, oh, really? lads 10, I oh, think. Oh, that's interesting. So it's unlikely, unless Aaron really goes on, that they'll get a chance. If he can see out about another, what, six years? Really, he was in the first <laughs> team at 16. <laughs> Yeah. Six more years, if Aaron can keep going, they can play together for Cardiff. Has that happened? Did that ever happen? Did the, in a competitive game? game? Uh, Ida Good Johnson and his dad famously okay. played, didn't they, in competitive football matches together, uh, I believe. That'll be a nice text today, Paul. Father and son, when you played with your... Played football Playing with, with your dad. With your yeah, dad. Or your, maybe or your, your listeners yeah, could nice tell us a father and yeah. son combo. Could be the Ramses. Um, Daniel, the Arsenal fans, saying I didn't look very hard or tough dressed as the Twitter bird on the last leg no, on Friday that night. Was right. what oh, a day. I looked quite hard. So Friday was quite a day for you. You you, uh, you saved a key penalty mm-hmm. from Max Rushton. I don't um, want to go on about it. I know, but, yeah, yeah. I know you don't, but you know. that was in the TalkSport All-Stars versus Breakfast yeah. game. And then yeah. you went straight off to the last leg studios yeah. to perform as the Twitter bird. I did, and I stood back stage Paul um, on the show also was Mel B from the Spice Girls oh yeah and, and I've thought very often especially in the 90s of meeting Mel B that, oh, okay. uh, from the Spice Girls <laughs> where you were going <laughs> okay yeah yeah I did not expect to meet her with yeah. my face painted blue in a blue morph suit behind a blue yeah. costume of a blue Twitter what? bird and she went are you the Twitter bird maybe I, I felt like going no <laughs> but I did I said yes yes I am I'm trying to chat. think who the celebrity was but I on, on fantasy football oh, yeah. uh, when we did the fantasy world cup shows uh, I appeared um, on uh, on screen okay uh, there was this it was an old clip and it was from a Russian chat show. And this guy in a karate outfit, with a shock of blonde hair in a karate yeah. outfit, went on onto this chat show with a bear. It's horrible, with basically a bear on a lead. Yeah. And the bear sat there on the chat show. They're all chatting. And there was a very sort of glamorous woman sitting there yeah. and was sort of laughing at the bear. And suddenly the bear looks at her and it goes for her. Oof. I mean, they, they and the bloke in the karate outfit is trying to pull the bear back. But Frank and, Frank and Dave saw this um, clip and they yeah. played it in. And then we did a bit of a callback to it where I came on yeah. with me and uh, a man in, in a bear outfit. Right, yeah. Let's out him. A friend of his is coming in later on, Blake Harrison. Spencer Millman. 
oh, yeah, producer lovely, yeah, producer of TV yeah, Burp yeah, and, and went on to do yeah. that. Then a man often called to uh, wear various costumes. And then we pro I proceeded to fight with him in the costume to get him off to stop him attacking Frank or Dave, I can't remember. <laughs> so, But backstage, while we were waiting, I can't remember who the guests were. That I think it might have been... Uh, Jean-Michel Jarre. <laughs> so I'm standing next to Jean-Michel Jarre. Full karate outfit. Holding Spencer Millman on a lead dressed as a bear. And you think, I didn't expect to meet you in those circumstances. But that's show business, Paul, that isn't is it? That's business. just how it goes. So if you've it? got so. one of those, I didn't expect to meet you in those. Maybe you're sort of in a change room with your trousers <laughs> off and in walks Pele. But where, the person that you weren't expected to meet in those circumstances, maybe we'll add to that. Yeah, with why not? Why Mel not? C and, uh, and Jean-Michel Jarre. Talksport.com forward slash agent J. Text to 81089. Tweet to TSH. Jay. All being well, we kick off with a chat with Aaron Ramsey back at Cardiff uh, via Nice, of course, and Arsenal and other fine clubs. We'll uh, catch up with him, Melinda Farrell, in to reflect on the ashes. Um, and Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly will set the scene for a week at Glorious Goodwood. We're going to bring you two races today. We'll have, I think, four for the rest of the week. So, some brilliant racing this week. Uh, it's uh, Frankie's final Goodwood, of mm. course. Um, we'll be catching up with Rupert and Lizzie and uh, finding out uh, what we can expect and get you a few tips from the experts. Well, from Lizzie. Uh, Blake Harrison joins us later <laughs> in the studio in between us Poor and World on <laughs> He's now got this <laughs> reputation as a, a terrible tipster. He is a terrible tipster. And Josh Warrington joins us from the world of boxing. Talk a bit of Leeds. That's all to come. Uh, we're here with Toolstation. Tools and more for any task. And don't forget, it's Toolstation's biggest ever summer sale. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Very busy show this afternoon. Yeah. We've also got live racing for you. We've got a week of live racing, we'd like to say, from glorious Goodwood. Uh, all that cricket chat has left us a bit tight for time, but we can catch up with uh, our dream team bringing you commentary throughout the week. Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly, good afternoon ah. to you both. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. The king of the Court sandwich. There he is, fantastic. <laughs> we'll get into the sort of culinary delights of Goodwood, I'm sure, over the course of the week. But uh, couple of, we're going to bring four races, I think, to the listeners throughout the week. But uh, we've just got a couple of races this afternoon, Rupert. So set the scene. Tell us, for those who have never been to Goodwood, what's glorious about it? The Sussex Downs. Mm. Um, and oh, it's it so bougie. It's so bougie. bougie. Do you know what it means? No, what's bougie mean? I don't really know what it means. Well, so why did you say it then? <laughs> so if you don't like, know what you're talking like, about. It's like very extra. It's mm. very extra. It's got all those sort of cute little bars language? and um, it's got beautiful... It's like a garden party, isn't it? It's like a British garden party. Yeah, oh, and nice. then you wear your Panama hat. You look at... And it's a bit cloudy today. It's not raining. We have a very compact and bijou commentary position. Nice. Bodily spaces are invaded. Oh, Do you really? know that feeling? Because yeah. it's you're that the, close. You're in the, you're in the so Goodwood good. mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It's a beautiful image. In your Panama and, um, hat. Yeah, and my chair is currently on a great big puddle of water. Oh, nice. so it's 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 sophisticated, yeah. but outside the confines of this commentary position, it is a sea of sophistication. Wouldn't yeah. you agree? There, yeah, it's lovely. They've got all the sponsored um, bars, haven't they? With yeah. the very fancy outdoor seating. Like, I know that outdoor seating is pretty expensive, isn't it? Like mm -hmm. your um, your kind of garden, garden furniture. furniture, sofas, etc. Well, oh, yeah. these guys have like it's oh. like that on steroids. There are beds out there. There are beds wow. that you can lie on. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've seen, I don't the, know what to I've seen the picture of your commentary position you tweeted <laughs> earlier on. Rupert, yeah. you're, I can see your little Panama in the background. You've, you're, yeah. you're not wearing it at that point. So what is the dress code for Goodwood, then? Yes. What, what should oh. people wear? 
Uh, well, you, you could wear a, a sort of a light summer clothing, suits and that sort of mm. thing. And a hat is, was required, I think, in the Richmond enclosure. But I think they have um, eased up on the um, dress rules. I look over my Well, shop. I hope so. Oh, no, lots, yeah. no, most people say there's lots of Panamas. Basically, it's saving the Panama industry. Mm. <laughs> Man from Del Monte, is he <laughs> there? It's, it's, I'd like to think so, yeah. He, well, I, he said no, I, what? surprisingly, you couldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Razor Even Ruddock the said, man from he said no. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Razor Ruddock said, I look like Harrison Ford coming in this morning. So you've uh, been desperate to get that on, uh, online. He's about uh, 83, on air, though, Rupert. <laughs> well, I'm not far that's away. Some, that's some CGI in the new film. <laughs> yeah, like well, that bit where that bloke melts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I can't mm. think of a line to follow that, no. Charlie, but there we go. You left me. You, so, you, you, went, you went too far with that I one. I did, We've, always. What's, give us, uh, tell us about our two races this afternoon, Rupert? Well, the two races, we've actually got four in all because the mm. Goodwood Cup, but they've moved it uh, the sort of scheduling due to the football and TV, so that's why the Goodwood Cup is not till 4.35, mm. but we've got two good races yeah. for your programme. Yeah. A competitive-looking handicap over a mile and two, where uh, Miller Bosk, I think, is likely to be the favourite for Tom Marquand, and a good two-year-old race, which I'll get Lizzie to promote because okay, I think right. you fancy something in this one. Mm. Well, is that just because you haven't done any homework? Yeah. 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 Right. Cool. Oh, my gin's arrived. Oh, <laughs> oh look, here yeah. we go. Well, we, one of the races is sponsored by Nicholson Gin. Well, this is so ap- we're now, oh, yeah. now going to be able to, to spot, sample it. But Hayton was the favourite when I was doing my homework last night, and he's a horse who's dropping down in grade. So um, I think, well, it, this could be a really good opportunity for him. He's been placed at this kind of level before, um, most recently at Newmarket when he was um, beaten a long enough way by the winner, a horse called City Detroit, but he'd beaten, um, he beat the rest of the field by plenty um, himself. I think the the first race we've got for you today is quite a, is a very now, competitive handicap, yeah, isn't and it? Have a slurp of yours, Jen. Oh. <laughs> Never mind the racing. You've gone, last, time we, last time we talked to you about the races, you were sponsored by a watch company, so you've gone from Long Jean no. to Long Gin. Oh, it's nice. Beautiful. Oh, that's nice. Oh, nice. That nice. It's a nice bit Nic- what's it called? Nicholson Gin. Nicholson Gin. Nicholson. Um, Very nice. So, uh, the, uh, that one, and it was even worse, so uh, what was it happened in the open? I went from Long yeah, Jean to something really... The sub- yeah, oh, yes, Angel Slices. That was it. Yeah. Uh, but actually, You're easily pleased, aren't yeah. you? Kipling cakes. Uh, is G- that all it G- is? G- no, Liverpool's been on. Morning, uh, afternoon, Paul and Charlie. Bougie is slang for bourgeois. Mm. You're oh, welcome. Oh, there we are. There we are. There we are. The bourgeoisie. Right, oh, well, oui, oui. <laughs> well, you were talking about garden furniture and everything, because clearly it's, you know, it's a bit sort of, you know, You're not it? just at Garden. B&Q, are you? I think it's they've a bit sort of the wrong place. <laughs> sitting outside B&Q. You have to finish the sentence. It's a bit sort of what? You sound like my wife there. Just finish your sentences, Rupert. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it's one of your... It is one of the things that you do. You just, and you're sort of left hanging. It's a bit sort of what? Yeah, not uh, great well, in the commentary. And the winner is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just finish your yeah. sentence, Rupert. I mean, where, where, does, where does it end? Oh, uh, well, I'll just... I think I'll go back to the gin. It's yeah, probably right. Yeah. You, you go back to the gin. We'll carry on. Harry, uh, Harry's got a runner in the 250, though. Okay. Moctisab. Harry, Harry Redknapp. Redknapp. Okay. Yeah, with Hayley Turner on board. I think it's probably a, well, it's a good horse on his day. Oh, um, this is a lovely horse. He's mm. been round the block, though, hasn't he? And, and he's sort of not really done a, a huge amount most recently, but... Um, 
Yeah, I think William Knight trains in a lovely part of Newmarket, actually. It's a really Good nice stuff. place. Don't give me the dooms, yeah. Jen, does I'm, it? I'm getting, I'm getting told off. We're going to okay. have to go. People, even the okay. newsreaders are coming into work. It's going to be crying we're, doing we're, the commentary. <laughs> we're, we're, we'll catch up with you later. Rupert Lizzie, thanks very much. Two live races from glorious Goodwood to come throughout the afternoons. Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. The news and sport is next. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. No, it's not Paul Hawksby and Charlie that's Baker. That's tomorrow. That's yeah, tomorrow. That's tomorrow. I'm that's thinking tomorrow. ahead. That's all right. You always got to plan ahead, Charlie. Charlie Baker's with me today. Advertisements on tomorrow. Uh, Blake Harrison is with us very shortly. Uh, actor, Millwall fan, loves his MMA. Oh, lovely. Uh, didn't name him Millwall fan. No. Uh, you've played there. You played at the week. You played no, not, on Friday. Not, you don't not, like not exactly there. Next to uh, there. Yeah, next to there. Um, and we'll hear from Serena, Serena Vigman after that big win. Uh, Huge win. Great result. China. They topped the group. Play Nigeria in the next round. Um, so, and um, we were asking you about uh, father son combos, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, we had a few of those coming. Well, how did we? that kick off? Can you remember why? <laughs> have you played any sport where you're led no, yet? No, no, no. Uh, uh, cricket. Played yeah. cricket and we played five a side. Uh, he, I crossed a couple for him and he's crossed a couple for me so that's always good fun I, we but, played uh, a dads yeah. v lads uh, the dads of my son's uh, cricket team when he was playing Colts cricket oh, yeah. uh, they were sort of about 14, 15 at the time and uh, he bowled me out bowled me out twice actually yeah 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 Terrific. Not, thanks ever yeah. so much <laughs> I think he caught and bowled me and bowled me so I still yeah. got a lot of stick for that yeah, I can imagine yeah, yeah. well it's going to add a bit of added extra isn't yeah, it yeah yeah he was putting a little there, bit yeah. guessing he'd be coming off his long run when it was me <laughs> definitely uh, myself and my father combined in our first competitive game of cricket together to take all ten wickets I had seven dad two that's the sort of thing Tom the United fan that would make the local papers normally yeah. wouldn't it uh, and I fielded a ball and threw it uh, into his bowling end for him to take and run the bowler out. He has the scorecard frame. Oh, yeah, I don't you blame absolutely him. Absolutely would, wouldn't you? Yeah, We've yeah. had a couple of uh, on this show, not quite father and son, but I suppose you know, it would be technically be quite difficult. It would be an episode of, yeah, um, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, me and Andy, I've, oh, yeah. I've got I've got catches off of his bowling a couple of oh, times. That's nice. Always at long on. <laughs> <laughs> They're basically destined for the boundary till they get hold of them. He's a spin. No, he's a spin bowler. You've got to try and make him hit it he's in set, the air. That's he's setting fine. traps, Andy, exactly. when he bowls, of course. Yeah. Going, go back a bit, Paul. Yeah. Fourth, Dave, fourth, fourth ball. David Fulton, formerly a Kent, of course, these days on Sky. He's our bunny. I think oh, really? well, I got him out. We got him out once. It was oh, uh, Bold nice. Jacobs. Bold Jacobs. Bold Jacobs. Court Court Hawksby. Hawksby. Yeah, what about that? Oh, I love it's the that. only pro we ever got out, as far as yeah. I remember. It wasn't the my only ever experience of Andy bowling? He was carted for thirty six. So yeah. I, I can't, wow. I can't like stand up and say I've ever. You seen weren't him there for the infamous Franklin Rose Day. Franklin Rose, former West Indies player. We played uh, <laughs> a, a game in Alconbury in Cambridgeshire, and Andy was it for six sixes. There was a no ball in there, and I think oh, Franklin no. got two off the other no ball. <laughs> no. Thirty eight off the over. Poor Andy. I did feel for him. I, I do feel. Bloke plays, trouble is with him. Bloke play for the West Indies but for also, goodness. You can't beat yourself but up. Andy gets so cross about it that it becomes f- funnier the, the yeah. sort of worse it gets the, <laughs> I, was, I was a bit disappointed he didn't get hit over the head with that guitar well, not he was, because I'd like to see him get hit over the head with a guitar yeah if you haven't just, seen that clip uh, Jeff clip Jarrett and Grado came in <laughs> yesterday and uh, they had a bit of a row on air yeah. And uh, Jeff used one of his trademark moves. If you're a fan of WWE, you'll know that Jeff does like to smash a guitar over people's heads. And yeah. to see it close up, 
And I felt that guitar. I, was, I thought it was going to be made like of balsa wood. Yeah, yeah. Man, I wouldn't want to be hit with that. No, amazing. I, it looked like it hurt. Oh, yeah, it certainly did. <laughs> anyway, Blake Harrison's in. I mean, oh, I don't know if they've introduced the guitar over the head in the world of MMA yet. Not yet. But we will discuss that. He's going to play Celebrity Combination Lock, oh, although at the moment he may not know that. About that. Um, we're going to chat about the new series of World on Fire, currently on the Beeb, and uh, lots more besides. It's uh, Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker with you through until four. They're good friends at Tool Station. Get 20% off a 1000 of trade quality product in Tool Station's biggest ever summer sale. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. We're joined in the studio by the actor Blake Harrison. Blake, yeah, good to fantastic. see you. You too, thanks for having me. Yes, yeah, a great you're pleasure. We're, we're, you're currently in World on Fire. We had Kel Spellman as a friend of the show. Oh, Kel, yeah. Kel was in the other week, big yes. Manchester City fan, of yeah. course, and works for Man City TV. And he's he's alongside you in this series, isn't he? Yeah, it is. That's lovely, actually. I, know, I get on really well with Kel, and it's so lovely to see someone who's like... I've got a similar thing going on where, like, your passion is something that you can also, you know, you can get, get a job doing. It's not mm. just the acting, but also he's so passionate about Man City and I'm passionate about mixed martial arts and I've got a podcast about mixed martial arts as well. So it's, it's a lovely thing. Yeah, Kel's a great lad. Yeah. So um, for those that haven't, they should have done because this is series two and it's a big sort of BBC. I mean, you can see there's a lot of money on the screen there. Tell us a bit about... World on Fire. Well, yeah, World on Fire takes place in World War Two, and as with that conflict, you've got a lot of kind of ordinary people in very extraordinary circumstances. And I think what World on Fire does so well is it shows you multiple storylines all under the umbrella of the, the World War Two conflict, whether it be uh, British soldiers in mainland Europe or, or North Africa, but also uh, the Polish resistance mu- movement, um, uh, people in, in Manchester waiting for their loved ones to, to come home. Mm. Um, uh, and in, in series two in particular you start looking at stories that you don't see very often when we think about World War Two. you know we know about you know, Saving Private Ryan Band of Brothers you know those kind of like 
white, whether it be uh, American or British soldiers in mainland Europe, but then in series two, you, you look at uh, the British Indian Army mm. in North Africa, and also this really harrowing story of the Liebensborn Project, which is where in Germany, uh, young blonde-haired and blue-eyed girls were taken from their families to help breed the Aryan race mm. for, with, uh, you know, Aryan-looking soldiers. Mm. And, uh, you know, really heartbreaking stories in, 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 within World on Fire a lot. But I think what they do so well is highlighting the stories that you don't necessarily know so much about when it comes to uh, the World War II conflict. Yeah, and that's that's what we're talking to Ken about this. That's the thing. You see it from a German perspective. You see it in France. That's the yep. interesting thing. It's not just through kind of one set of eyes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I remember, yes. Um, I mean, there are so many because it's obviously it, it was the whole world. So many yeah. human stories. Every yeah. single every every single person's story is different, isn't it? So that's why it's sort of. A, a, a never-ending source for stories, isn't it? I suppose so, yeah. I mean, it's just, as I say, it, so many heartbreaking stories in there, but we've got such a phenomenal cast in it with like likes of Sean Bean, Leslie yeah. Manville, Kel, yeah. um, uh, Jonah Howard King as well. I had Rezamir in, in the second series as well. And uh, yeah, that I think that's, that's what I know I like in a TV show is when you've got kind of an ensemble show where you're looking at multiple different storylines. I remember when I was doing press for, for series one, uh, I, it, to me it felt a little bit like a kind of Game of Thrones, but set in World War II, because you had so many different storylines all interconnected, mm. but also with a different feel to them, very in different locations, in a lot of times different languages. You know, there's French, there's Polish, there's English, and, and I think yeah. it feels like a very global show. And when a script arrives like that for you, or a part yeah. like arrive, that arrives for you, you know, you made your name in comedy, do you approach it any differently at all? Not too much, no, because I never thought of myself as like a comedian. So whenever I did comedy, my whole thing was like, well, the script's funny, uh, I just need to play it, play it as truthfully as I possibly can, and that's the same thing with drama. Yeah. You're always trying to play it truthfully. Sometimes with comedy, you have to think about the rhythm, like the the rhythm of, of speeches and dialogue back and forth, like a kind of tennis match, mm -hmm. as it were. Uh, you don't think of that so much with with drama, but other than that, I think as long as you're approaching it as truthfully of, as possible, then you'll you'll land whatever moment, whatever the moment needs to be, yeah. whether it be a laugh or make someone cry or, yeah. or whatever it is, you know. So why do you like people being punched in the head so much, do you think? Why do I, that, I mean, God, that is opening a can of worms. You've got an hour of therapy in you. Um, have you tried I it, Blake? Yeah, have you, have I, you, have I, you been I, in the octagon, have you? Have I you mean, I, I haven't been in the octagon, but I've trained Muay Thai and kickboxing for a while, and I do a little bit of, of jiu-jitsu, but I'm, I'm not particularly good at any of it. I think I've got to the stage now with the, with the Muay Thai where I look good hitting the pads. Okay. Like, you hold the pads up and I feel like I can look good, I can throw some good kicks and spinning attacks and all that kind of stuff and I look all right. As soon as someone's throwing back at me, I crumble. <laughs> it's like, as, as soon as there's strikes throwing back at your face, someone's trying to hit you, I'm flailing around, I'm not like bobbing and weaving or, or rolling and, and, and slipping shots, I'm just kind of throwing my hands out and like, oh God, how am I going to get away from this? Uh, I actually um, was uh, trained a little while ago, my trainer who was going about he was probably going like 10 or 20% on me and I still got kicked in the face. Yeah. And, uh, I, and I felt so fortunate because I kind of, I got just, I gassed out and I like dipped really low to avoid something, but then the kick kind of came up and hit me in the face and rattled me a little bit, but not massively because he was going at such a kind of light pace yeah. or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I, it was so 
I was so aware in that moment that had he had he not been wearing like the shin pads and had he not been going at like ten or twenty percent, I definitely would have been knocked out. Yeah. Like this is no joke. You don't play around with that yeah. kind of sport. You can train and you've got hopefully great trainers who know what your level is and compensate for that to give you a bit of a workout and a bit of a chance. But as soon as you're in there for real, I can't imagine what the fear must be like mm. when and, and that's what fascinates me about it and why mm. I started the MMA fan <laughs> podcast. Because the psychology of these men and women that go into the cage and do this, even before they step into the cage, like the weight cuts that they're doing, like it's way more than, than boxing because with the grappling, you want to be so much bigger than your opponent. I mean, we had Paddy Pimblett on a while ago and he was talking about cutting 18 pounds overnight. Oh, that's so not good. I mean, it's not definitely good. not healthy. No. It is, you know, bad for your kidneys, the long-term effects. I mean, I don't know if we really know too much about the long-term effects of, of that kind of extreme weight cutting over a long period of time. Uh, we might be finding that out uh, at some point soon, but it is, I think, the most exciting sport in the world. Mm. When you when you watch, for example, Leon Edwards win the uh, the welterweight title last year, um, he was down on everyone's scorecards. The commentators were writing him off. There was a minute to go in the fight. In the, the last minute of the fifth round, he was absolutely done and pulls a head kick out of nowhere yeah. that crumbles a man who was the pound-for-pound pound best fighter on the planet at the time in Kamaru Usman. And that's it. Yeah. And, and then he goes on to become the you know the second mm. British UFC champion ever. I mean, and it came out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. It is Great a phenomenal sport. 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 Phenomenal. One of uh, one of your other episodes has got Bruce Buffer on it. Now, people, if they know if they know yes. fight sports, I know the name Buffer, Michael Buffer. But this this is quite the story. So people, yeah. Should, yeah. So so we've got an episode coming out within the next week or two where right. we got to actually sit down our first in person interview, and this was with Bruce Buffer, who's the ring announcer for the UFC. If you know your UFC, is the guy who's got a lot of tan on mm. and he's wearing his snazzy suits and he shouts it's time before the uh, the main event and he is the the brother of you know the legend michael buffer who coined let's get ready to rumble yeah. uh but he didn't they didn't know they were brothers bruce was wow. about 28 years old boxing comes on the telly he's not involved in combat sports at all and he turns to his dad when michael buffer comes on goes buffer that's a unique name we don't have many buffers around do we know him is he like related to us in some way and his dad cool as you like just turns to him and goes yeah i think that's your brother and you're like oh, oh what? Wow. and so Bruce you know being the hustler that he is kind of gets in touch with him and, and wants to meet him and one thing leads to another he becomes his manager and then becomes you know I don't want to ruin it because I really want people to listen yeah. to the episode mm, of the podcast uh, he's got so many amazing stories uh, Bruce Buffer that leads him to be the UFC ring announcer he even has a fight with a UFC legend in an elevator and he said after the uh, fight he was just Dana White was in the elevator at the time wow. and he said I was just really pleased that Dana White knew that he didn't have a wimp announcing his fights uh, because Dana, Wright, sure, Dana yeah. Wright would have got out the lift and written down lift MMA question yeah. mark yeah. Yeah, well, on the probably next would have done um, you, you, um, you mentioned uh, you know in a big comedy show and we've talked to lots of people in comedy shows over the years that uh, when, a, when kind of catchphrases are things that get shouted from vans and cars when you've been in a successful show does that still go on do in between as fans still I mean you, obviously yes, one I, of the things they shout from cars you probably can't say it there's a lot of what uh, I get uh, said to me as quotes from that show that I could never repeat on radio. Uh, so we'll have to gloss over that one. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing about it is that, you know, that show aired just over 15 years ago now, yeah. the first series aired. Mm. The fact that it's still watched to this day blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and not just by people that watched it originally that have just, you know, kept the DVDs or whatever it is. 
I'm talking like 14, 15 year olds that mm. might see me and recognize me. And I'm like, you weren't even born when this was being made and you you yeah. you enjoy it which you know it's it's, it's heartwarming it's lovely yeah, it's great. absolutely now before we let you go we're going to play something called celebrity combination lock it's sure. pretty straightforward so we'll thrill, explain thrill it in a moment it. but let's let's get underway shall why we? not welcome to celebrity combination lock with your hosts paul hawkspeck and lock keeper Charlie Baker. Yes, yes time for celebrity combination lock. We had to reset the lock after to Thomas Skinner, West Ham supporting. Pull, a, someone knocked the lock. Yeah. Don't, what, don't we knock? Pull? We don't knock the lock, don't Charlie. Don't knock the lock. Uh, because the, the lock, lock will Blake. be reset. Um, I, I, we're getting a thousand yard stare from Blake. Understandably, he doesn't know what the heck's going on. Um, but it's pretty simple. We have a combination lock, Blake, sure. that belongs to our assistant producer. He can't get in to his uh, locker. His gym kit is getting fetid and rank in there isn't it and we need to open it uh, we have uh, we need four numbers from you to open the combination lock we've played it with a number of celebrities over yeah. the years um, Terry Alderton had Terry. to go for the new reset lock he did yeah yeah he guessed 2432 two. Oh, uh, within that was one correct number but not in the correct place. So there's definitely a two, a four, a three, or a two. This is, so this is go two on this lock, and the last person who went it right was go 25. So don't... Yeah, there's, okay. no, pressure. there's no pressure on You're you. You're right. Yeah, but got all we really need from all you is, got to do is four knock, numbers. Don't knock the lock. Ideally, okay. one of them that includes a two, a four, or a three. Uh, let's go... 1207. Okay, 1207. 1207. 1207. Let's put that in if we can. One. Two. Yes. Zero. Yeah. Seven. Fantastic. One, two, zero, seven. There we go. Still going in? Still, no, number still going in. Here we go. Number still going in. Is it correct? Oh! So close. What a shame. Well, let's find out how many uh, Blake got right. Three. Wow! What? Wow. Three! That is pretty, amazing! Pretty happy with that. That's how good. many? That's about the, as good as it gets. How many in the correct place? Two. Wow, Ooh, Blake, that is sensational. For week two, that is sensational. Three mm. numbers correct. Yeah. I hope I get a yeah. shout out when it's finally achieved. Well, yeah. Who, whoever yeah. wins it needs to yeah. thank the, the Blake, exactly. Blake Harrison yeah. move. He's so, done the opposite of knock the lock. There. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you've actually you've enhanced the lock. Very few people do that. Um, What's the podcast called then? Now? Yeah, uh, the MMA Fan Podcast. It's on all the podcast platforms. It's also on YouTube as well. Great. Fantastic. And uh, World on Fires is continuing on Sunday nights, nine o'clock on BBC One. Correct. And Isn't I believe uh, the episodes for the first series and the second series, I think, are available on iPlayer. Brilliant. Excellent. Blake, lovely to see you. Thanks for you coming too. in. Thanks, Thanks very much for having me. All the best. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Uh, Blake Harrison there. Serena Wiegman, and we'll be hearing from her very shortly after England's uh, cracking 6-1 win against China that uh, saw them top the group. And we've got some live racing in the next half hour from Glorious Goodwood. Join us same time next week for more Celebrity Combination Lock. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. Now, Chris Forbes uh, is appearing uh, up at the Edinburgh Festival uh, with a new show, um, which is uh, what kind of tells his story of taking the uh, chance of heading over to the States to try and make it big in the world of basketball. Mm. It's called Court Jester. 
and uh, would you like to say Chris joins us now? Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi there, thanks for talking to me, guys. Oh, it's a you're great pleasure. Welcome, yeah, very it's, welcome. Uh, it's, I assume you're over six foot, Chris. I, mean, I don't think we've ever met on the circuit, but can't believe you'd be like one of these little basketball guys. <laughs> uh, you would assume correctly. I'm uh, six foot two. Okay. Um, and actually, I was probably just shy of six foot when I was in primary seven. So oh. um, it, it was actually just a real revelation to find something that I could do with my height other than, you know, get my head kicked in. So it was very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> Well, that was that was John Amici. If you talk to John Amici, who went on a great career in the NBA, says the same thing. He was he basically had all the physical attributes to play this sport, and he thought, well, let's let's yeah. let's do it. So you know, you're in good company. So what's the story then, Chris? What took you um, from were well, you playing over in you were t- playing in Scotland? I take it already. Yeah. So as I say, I, I played from a young age. Mm-hmm. Loved football, but wasn't very good at it. And and being tall. Um, was just it lent itself naturally there wasn't a lot of people playing basketball at that time um so uh i started to excel quite quickly at it in terms of school level local leave level i started to play for scotland uh, when i was 14 under 16 level and then had the opportunity to go over and do my last year of high school in america like a proper cheesy Mm. very stereotypical american high school to play basketball (laughs) with the hopes and dreams of getting a scholarship to play in college. So I'm just talking about that whole journey and mostly as well the differences between schooling in the UK compared to um, an American high school. Yeah, because there is... Did you have prom night? Did you have a prom night? Prom king? There was absolutely a prom night and uh, it features very heavily at the the (laughs) climax of my show. So uh, I don't want to give too much away about that, but... I mean, all the stereotypes I had in my head were even more true than I could have hoped. When I turned up there, mm-hmm. the head quarterback for the American football team was called Luke Chase. <laughs> uh, he he went out with the head cheerleader, Jessica, and she drove her dad's red BMW convertible to school. Wow. So it's just a, a whole different world for me as a wee skinny white Scottish guy from the Highlands. It was quite a culture shock. Did they like the Scottish accent, Chris? Did it, did it go yeah. down well? Uh, it did eventually. I, for mates that I made over there started to harness the power of my accent mm. for me and for their own benefit at times. But certainly at first, because I was quite shy, you know, I was almost nervous to talk yeah. because I'd never been so aware of how Scottish I sounded and everyone else sounded very preppy and happy. And someone told me to take uh, the class yearbook, which is a big thing over there, because it would be a good social way to meet people. But um, it's very different if there's a little preppy American teenager going around saying, hey, can I take your photo for the yearbook? To then having a Scottish guy going up to a cheerleader and saying, can I take your photo? You know, so it <laughs> took, me a while, took me a while to get it just right. <laughs> uh, Lovely. Yeah. And you still play? Do you still play a bit these days? Nowadays, I just play recreationally for fun once in a blue moon. Um, so I think this year, probably just harking back to the glory days, I turned 40 this year, so I was maybe looking back more. Uh, the Last Dance documentary last year really mm. brought back a lot of memories for me as well. So, yeah, a nice time to look back at that time in my life. Fantastic. We've got to go to live racing, but we are going to talk to you again in a couple of weeks. You're doing another show in Edinburgh, a very different show, and we're going to have a chat with you about that. But for now, Chris, good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us.
Thanks for having me. Cheers, Chris, Chris Forbes, then, see his show. Uh, Court, Court, Court Jester, Jester yeah. Monkey Barrel Comedy, The Hive. He's in Hive 1 from the 2nd to the 3rd. That's a really 30. nice venue as well. It's a really yeah. good venue. And we will catch up with uh, Chris and other guys in the next couple of weeks. But let's uh, head back to Glorious Goodwood now, where we bring you our second live race of the afternoon, the Nicholson Gin Vintage. Thanks very much, a favourite of Rupert's this race. And, uh, yeah, Rupert Bell and Izzy Kelly all with us. Uh, good afternoon again, both. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How's the weather there out there today? Is it, is it glorious or not? Uh, well, uh, what it is, is it is a little bit overcast. Mm. Um, the breeze has certainly died down. It's not quite as windy as it was this morning. It was threatening to rain uh, first thing this morning, but that seems to have, have blown on and we're left with just cloudy but blue skies underneath. Can I just say that um, when we do the, some TalkSport 2 coverage, <laughs> Lizzie basically is our resident waste, uh, weather, weather forecaster. Uh, uh, waste, resident, uh, weather, weather forecaster. A res- so, resident but, waster, I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Uh, but can I say that she's been auditioning? You know, I was looking for voiceover work, mm. but Lizzie has been permanently throughout this flat racing season been auditioning for weather work. National, but only regional. When you were saying, I've had too much, watched too much ashes. When you were saying cloud cover there and a little bit of sun peeking through, I thought good, good for swing bowling. It's good, yeah. Good 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 heavy atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it would be available for any any work in any oh. other sport. <laughs> any work at all. Any kind yeah. of work. <laughs> Bar work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. uh, she's been going to the bar already. Oh, anyway, right. where where have you been for the last yes. what fifteen years? Oh, well, they're just they're propping up various bars around race courses, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to propping up some establishments in Chichester tonight. Sort yeah. of, I, I, I'm I'm not really bringing the average age down, but um, it'll be um, it'll be fun down there tonight. Yes, we'll uh, we'll find out what your plans are after you've brought us the race. But just to <laughs> put this over there, some uh, quite a few decent horses in this one. You were tipping up earlier on, uh, is he? Yeah, this is a competitive enough race. Obviously, two-year-olds. So we've got two horses in here who we've only seen once, Iberian and Witness Stand, and both of them won on debut. But it's difficult to be able to understand how good that performance was and how much they will have progressed from those performances as well. Um, Hatem is the um, is the favourite. He's the most experienced of the whole lot, having run five times. And they're plenty in, every single horse in here has won a race as well. So that's quite... Okay. It's quite a um, competitive little two-year-old race. I like Heaton. He's um, trained by Richard Hannon, Sean Levy on board. He's had a really good season. and He's been performing at kind of group two level, which is what this is, whereas the rest of them kind of need to step forward a little bit. Well, I'm going to I'm going to stick with Iberian, Charlie Hills, William Buick, and I think the rain softened ground. They are running into a bit of a headwind, mm. um, which is helping to dry out the course. So that might have caused... Might not be quite to this horse's liking, but uh, that's why I'm... But I'm, earlier on, I thought Iberian has a chance and I'm not going to be deflected from that. OK. okay. One horse not keen to go in at the moment, I can see from our screens here. Yeah, Witness Stand is that horse. Uh, Tom Clover, uh, a talented young trainer, Danny Tudhope on board, just coming forward now. Oh. These are potentially some decent two-year-olds lining up in this vintage stakes over seven furlongs. They've got a bit of a downhill run to begin with, and then they hit some rising ground. So it's a real test of a, a potential star. Getting a good break. Spanish Phoenix got a good break. A little slowly away out the 
the back uh, uh, was uh, Iberian, who was dawdled out of the stalls and has lost a couple of lengths on coming out of the stars. But Golden Mind is the one who's now settled into a lead. On the inside, we've got Witness Stand has got a good break, and Sun is just on the inside of that one. Wide on the outside is Spanish Phoenix as they now make the turn, but they've gone quite quick early, Lizzie. Yeah, they're going quick enough, 34 miles an hour. They're going to be coming down, dropping down into the home bend, and then they'll want to be quickening up from there. Well, but the one who's quickest of all at the moment is Witness Stand on the outside of Golden Mind, the Mount of Frankie de Tori. Tracking that one is Spanish Phoenix. On the inside is Sun. Looking further back, I can see Thunder Blue is just on the far side, looking for maybe a run through, and the Aiden O'Brien train Mountain Bear is wide on the outside, and Hatem is tracking at the moment Spanish Phoenix and has just moved out to his uh, left to try and get a clear run through. Mountain Bear's coming widest of them all. They've got three furlongs to go as they're in the home straight with the ground kicking up here. And now Hatem and Sean Levy get to work and Mountain Bear on the outside. Witness stand is doubtfully hanging on on the outside. But Mountain Bear is coming down the middle of the course and Ryan Moore and Hatem and it's the big two having a battle. Coming fire on the outside is Iberian. is really motoring with half a furlong to go and Iberian is challenging Hatem but Hatem has got first call Iberian is in second Mountain Bear in third and then in fourth spot Golden Mind but it is Hatem but all those couple of lengths lost by Iberian at the start have proved costly in the end yeah absolutely haven't they just but um, Hatem he's a horse who's been performing at this kind of level he's not necessarily been winning at great group two level but he's certainly obviously won here today very nicely indeed he was given a really nice ride from Sean Levy when they when they swung off the home bend into the home straight he was happy to come wide it meant he had no traffic problems Ryan Moore was was also following that option and and William Buick on Iberia and he was just a little bit late to the party really but he stayed on really nicely I think we'll be able to see more from him I mean this is group two level and this is his second start in his career you know it's a really really decent run from him but um, yeah Hatton needed to needed to win at this level after having performed relatively well at this level previously so it's a it's a tick box a boxed a box what ticked it? for him. It? <laughs> it's a tick box, box tick. <laughs> There's no more of the sponsor's product oh, for you. Say, yeah. Yeah. She's, but drained, was, she's drained the bottle. Yeah, Hartem was the 94 favourite. Iberian ran well for each way back at 10 to 1 in second. Sir, and Mountain Bear was in third. That price has just eluded me from my screen. In 9 front to of 1. Me, but 9 to 1, because no. I was on it. Well, well done, Charlie. You. Um, you've got a job as an odds, odds caller from uh, now going forward. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but Hartem, that was, he's more exposed, but I think Iberian mm. can take great credit and has potential. He just needed to learn. It was a very green move, really, just dawdled in the start. Mm. And you, it, you think you might, does it cost him? Yes, two lengths. He's won, lost by half a length. So that's probably where Iberian lost the race. Now, we're always interested to find out what the social plans are for the evening because yes. there you are in uh, in Goodwood. Um, and normally, uh, Lizzie and Izzy, your producer, they, they sort of dump you one evening because you cramp their style. <laughs> they want granddad trailing behind when they're clubbing. No, 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 no. But um, uh, are, they, are you dining with them tonight? What are the plans, Rupert? 
I've been allowed, although I did, I did say that one night I may not be around, and I've never known such glee come across both their faces. It was like, yes, crack on, crack on, lead on. Oh, that's a shame. He said, oh, I'm really sorry to say, ladies, I may not be available on Thursday evening. Oh, yeah, you kick on, Rupert. You see, rejected again. But so I think we may be going to a Franca Manca. Is that what it's called? Oh, it's nice. Yeah, good. Yeah, you'll enjoy yeah I've good heard pizzas. that this is. Yeah. I walk past. Obviously, mm. I'm from deepest, deepest darkest heaven. Mm, yeah. I walk past this pizza place. I was like, ooh, there seems to be quite a nice little boutique pizza place yeah. on the corner. Don't you have there. Any? I was then informed that it's actually just a very big chain. Yeah. <laughs> don't they have any? They have pizza places in Devon, don't mm. they, Charlie? Yeah, pizza cafe in Newton. <laughs> Do you have pizza places <laughs> in Devon? <laughs> 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 Do you have wasps in France, Debbie? <laughs> <laughs> pizza cafe in Newton Abbott is the best pizza in the country. What about that? That's well, you, I've, that's you I've getting never seen a extra large, thin, thin and crispy. I can't even eat it anymore. No, he can't eat it anymore. That's no, right. No, it's so yeah. sad. Um, so Franker Manker. Frank is yeah. going. Isn't it? <laughs> Get down to Franker Manker there, Lizzie. You can do the voiceover for them <laughs> when they open in Taunton. Boss, you have well, a Hawaiian, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, at this rate, we're getting a free meal from Franker Manker. <laughs> well, it's, they're sensibly priced, Rupert, so maybe you'll pay this evening. For uh, uh, well, one Rupert will be paying anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he'll be, he'll be definitely <laughs> wanting you to go somewhere cheap. <laughs> Thank you, Rupert. Thank you, Lizzie. Thank you. There we are, Rupert Bowne, Lizzie Kelly. Um, we've got a race at four o'clock. Two more big races to come into drive, so uh, we'll bring you those, and we'll have uh, more racing for you tomorrow yeah, on the show. Lovely. Still to come today, uh, we're going to get some odds on the Women's World Cup from our good friends at Paddy Power. Um, we'll have a bit of a chat, Charlie. Yeah, There's some bits not? and pieces to hoover up from today. We've, it's been a busy show. We've not really had a chance oh, to too much, uh, get all the calls and emails and texts in. Uh, and we will be chatting to boxer Josh Warrington, who's back in the ring in Sheffield, in October, big title fight coming up. Josh is, uh, yeah, it's some interesting stuff. He's been talking about, um, didn't do particularly well in his kids' school sports day. Mm. We may be talking about that and talking about Leeds United as well as beloved Leeds. That's all to come before four o'clock when uh, Darren Bent is alongside Andy Townsend on drive. But we're here with Tool Station. Conquer any job with Tool Station's biggest ever summer sale. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We reconvene tomorrow, myself and Andy. Uh, Charlie, you won't be here on Thursday, Not will you? Thursday, off for a little, just a tiny little break till Saturday. So nice. but I'll be back next Tuesday, Paul. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, so Max will be with me Thursday, but Andy's here tomorrow. More live racing, etc., etc. Do hope you can join us for one. If not, podcast available at four you've been listening to the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m on talk sport mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.